Hello, everyone. This is Cassandra, and welcome to a new episode on the Luminous Star podcast. Mwah, mwah. Thank you guys and Cal so much for being with me today. And, you know, as we look forward to a new chapter in life, right? 2022, <laughs> we're perhaps looking forward to new things happening. Now, we cannot control what's going on externally. So on that note, I will say that due to that, I think mental health is more important, okay? Especially now. I mean, it's always been important, but with, you know, things that are going on right now, uh, I think that uh, mental health is uh, especially important. But on that note, I want to go ahead and encourage you to take better care of yourself. It's not that you're already not taking care of yourself, but, you know, now that we've closed a chapter and now we've opening Uh, we're opening up a new chapter you know most of us are anticipating a fresh start so with that being said may I suggest you just go ahead and take a little bit better care of yourself okay and of course I know you're taking care of your loved ones okay now that I've gotten all of that out of the way uh, I want to go ahead and thank everyone for joining me just in case I haven't said that but I think I did Uh, today I'm going to be talking about how narcissists often are about the control, not the connection. Okay, so we're going to go into that and please check for the description for this episode. Friendly reminder, I am on YouTube. You can find me on the Luminous Star channel. All right, so control and connection. Very often when we are involved in narcissistic relationships, You ever notice how we do this little dance with the narcissist, right? I call it the dance of change and control. And sometimes it's done unconsciously. There are times that the narcissist is so focused on obtaining source supply that when they're dancing in a narcissist relationship, right? They're dancing the dance of attempting to try and control you. Because the narcissist is about the control, not the connection. So you're dancing, right? So what is your dance about? Perhaps unconsciously to try to change the narcissist. Perhaps because you want peace in the relationship. You may want validation. Okay, you may want to be loved, respected. So there's your dance of change and control. The narcissist is about the control, not the connection. And because perhaps that is your main objective in any relationship, connection, that is your dance of trying to change the other person. Because what? You want peace, love, respect, harmony, balance, right? All of those things involve what? Connection. See, sometimes a narcissist will be so entangled and tied up into what they're trying to get out of the relationship they come off as very cruel okay a lot of the shenanigans that they pull the diabolical tactics very cruel narcissists are often focused on what they can control pardon me what they can afford and what they cannot afford that is a question that is often in the mind 
of the narcissist. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say, like, I know everything that's in the mind of the narcissist. There's no way I can possibly know that. But I can share with you my experiences of narcissist relationships. And I can tell you from my experience, that seems to be in the the forefront of their mind. And that is to obtain the supply, to get the supply. What are some of the means of getting that supply? Well, certain tactics that they will try to pull, shenanigans that they will try to pull, such as trying to control, obtaining the fuel. Therefore, they're manipulating. They may go into the narcissistic rage tactics. They may also pull the shenanigan that a lot of us know about who have been in narcissist relationships, and that is the smear campaigning. They're trying to get you to believe that you are someone that you're not. They create a false image of you in their minds and you have to fulfill it. There's an imaginary contract. Well, according to the narcissist, they want you to fulfill that role. It's usually a dysfunctional role. So when a narcissist has false self-images, Of course, it's not a far stretch of the imagination to see how they will create false images of everyone that they interact with in order to obtain the source supply, which is, again, to me, it seems like that is, that takes priority over everything. So narcissists seem to be focused on that. So therefore, they will, their tactics will reflect a person who is very controlling. Therefore, they may come off as very cruel that, or the things that they're doing to obtain the control is very cruel. Okay. And, and I point that out because a person who is interested in the connection with a narcissist, of course, this is probably going to seem very cruel because they may ask the question, well, why do they do what they do? Why does the narcissist avoid connection? Because we can look it up in the DSM-5 about what the cluster B personality is. We can look it up about narcissistic personality, right? But when it comes down to the heart of the matter, see, when you are loving a person such as a narcissistic personality or a cluster B personality, right? When you love that person, when you care about that person, of course, naturally, you're going to want the connection, At the end of the day, we want the connection. But the thing that a lot of us tend to forget, and I'm just speaking in general, right? When we're involved with narcissists or when we're in a narcissist relationship is that the narcissist or the other individual perhaps is focused on control, not connection. So their behavior pattern, well, the narcissist behavior patterns, right? tend to reflect that it screams it right but it's very often that we can miss some of the clues not because we're stupid not because we're dumb no just you know it's just basic being ignorant to certain things right we've all been in relationships with someone who was manipulative but we didn't always see the clues until later So narcissists tend to be about the control, not the connection. Therefore, their behavior will reflect that. Some of their words will reflect that. Sometimes when we are about the connection, so we're on the other side of that spectrum, 
those of us who are uh you know supplying the narcissist right or being a source supplier of narcissists in the relationship with him or her we're about the connection so that's that's what we're focused on therefore this is also how some of those clues of them being controlling and some of the tactics that they use to control can be missed they're not very clear they could be apparent there are subtle signs of codependency in narcissist relationships this is another revelation that i had so what are the signs of codependency fixing saving rescuing someone all of that can be attempts to try and connect with someone else now that may be a, a, a not the best or healthy way to connect with someone but when you really look at it why are you trying to fix the relationship or why perhaps do you feel that you have to fix the other person there's your dance of change right there and control so the person who is trying to fix save or rescue or have a strong obligation to do so they're dancing the dance of change they're trying to what change the relationship how it functions change the other person because the other person perhaps is being cruel right so they want love peace harmony they want the connection so the other person the narcissist right they're dancing control right <laughs> they're dancing the dance of control so their behavior and their verbiage and their speech their language will reflect that so they may be asking the question why can you know why doesn't this person just do what i want them to do see see the questions even the questions the internal questions are different when people are engaged in that dance of change and control the questions even the deep thoughts the internal thoughts and the process of trying to figure things out tend to be quite different but it's on the opposite sides of the spectrum the spectrum is the narcissist relationship so the narcissist is experiencing the relationship in one way and perhaps you're experiencing it in another there's your parallel reality which can sometimes feel like a twilight zone right it's surreal you can't believe it's happening but it's happening you can't believe that the narcissist will go to such lengths in order to what gain supply obtain supply and perhaps even maintain supply or source supply so all of that is up under the umbrella of controlling attempting to control others narcissists are about the control not the connection So when a person goes into trying to figure out why the narcissist does what they do, why are they the way they are? See, they can now they're walking a tightrope. The person who is dancing change. The other person is the narcissist is dancing control, right? So both individuals are trying to obtain a certain thing in the relationship they both have objectives so then sometimes what's interesting too is when you and the narcissist swap places you're still dancing right change your control it's still happening right 
So now, unconsciously, both of you are dancing the opposite objectives or opposite positions. You're still dancing, so there's still uh, engagement. So now, unconsciously, perhaps you are dancing the dance of control. And now the narcissist is dancing the dance of change. So now, unconsciously, you may be attempting to change, pardon me, to control the narcissist. And now the narcissist unconsciously may be trying to change you. But what's interesting is that you both still have the same objective. Not not each other's objective, but the same objective you had before. You still have. That hasn't changed. So even though you swap places and you're dancing, you still want what? Love, peace, harmony, respect. You still want those things. So your objectives have not changed. You've, you've changed roles. You've changed the dance position, but you still want the same thing, right? The narcissist, that goes for them as well. They still want the same thing. They want the source supply by any means necessary. They want to dominate the relationship. They want to control. They want to be in control. So therefore, they may unconsciously attempt to change you, to change your behavior, to change the way, well, attempting to change the way that you behave. But at the end of the day, the narcissist's objective is still the same, even though their dance position has changed. And and the same goes for you, right? At the end of the day, you still want the connection. Perhaps, unconsciously, you're attempting to control the narcissist because what? You want the connection. Very interesting how that pans out. But I also want to talk about I also want to talk about the imaginary contract of the narcissist relationship. What are the terms of the contracts? Okay, you know, how does a narcissist do things? How do they take on the role of a control freak, right? I went over that a little bit. Dominator, right? They, they want to dominate the relationship. So what ends up happening? They end up, the narcissist ends up orchestrating the relationship, orchestrating the situations, third-party situationships, anyone? The narcissist goes on to orchestrate that. They're running the relationship. That goes right into them, what? Controlling, which is their, their objective. So when you talk about the narcissist's false self-images, from that of a martyr to a saint to a victim who who cannot seem to catch a break in life, that goes right up under that umbrella of a person who's being controlling. Because the narcissist wants to come off one way, right? That's what they want to come off. They want to come off as a victim who seems to be helpless. They can't help the way they behave. Some of you probably have heard that one from the narcissist, from your narcissist, right? They can't help what they do. They had to make the choice that they they made that put you in a bind. Oh, they had to do it. They're coming up with all kinds of excuses. So they're a victim instead of the perpetrator making choices that landed them in hot water. But yet, for some reason, they tend to blame you. 
they tend to blame other people. This all goes right back to them attempting to control. Therefore, they're attempting to manipulate the situation, orchestrating the the situation in the relationship. Therefore, dominating the relationship. See how all that ties together? So the narcissist is about the control, not the connection. And if you really look at it, right? They tend to avoid the connection at all costs. Because if they connect with you, perhaps the narcissist sees that as losing control. And when the narcissist loses control, very often they seem to equate that with losing source supply. It just ties together. So the imaginary contract in a narcissist relationship, what are the terms? Well, we can almost guess, but you really don't have to if you've gone through this. Okay, and that is you can't be the one in the relationship that's in control. That's part of the imaginary well, The imaginary contract has that term. Very often, we're not aware of the contract because it's an imaginary contract that the narcissist has drawn up in their psyche. Therefore, there's no, there's not any possible way we will know about the terms, the fine print on the imaginary contract or in the imaginary contract. There's no way a person can know this. Very often when a person is involved with a narcissist, they won't find this out until later, the the imaginary contract that is. They won't find this out until later, after the fact. Or perhaps when a narcissist has ventured off to obtain a new source supply. Because again, it goes right back to them, what? Obtaining control, the fuel, the domination of the relationships, all of their relationships. They must be top dog. They must be in control in all of their relationships. So one way that the narcissist will perhaps try to keep control is to continue to keep their source supply plentiful. That means lottie dottie, everybody, right? (laughs) This means many pawns in the narcissist game, which is rigged for everybody to lose because the narcissist is going to try to come up at everyone's expense. So as far as the narcissist is concerned, it seems as if they're not really considering anyone else or the the bind that they may be in due to some of the choices that the narcissist may make in the relationship going right back to them making sure that they are in control and they are dominating the relationship i think some of you are starting to see okay you're starting to see this but a lot of you already see this because you've gone through it some of you perhaps are still going through it the narcissist has an imaginary contract which has terms and this is something that a lot of us don't know about but it will behoove us to know a lot about those contract on those terms the imaginary contract okay so uh narcissists they often are about the control not the connection and when a person starts to well before i get to that let's go over some of the traits of a narcissistic personality and the traits of those who have problems drinking. Now I'm going to come, I'm going to tell you why I'm bringing that up. 
because that goes right back to attempting to control the relationship and dominate the relationship by reflecting a particular behavior and having a certain mentality. Okay, so narcissistic uh, traits and traits of those who are problem drinkers or um, uh, experience alcoholism. First trait, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High personality. Okay, what else do they have in common? Impulsive, chronic psychological, chronic pathological deceivers, bullies, denial of problems, lack of foresight, escapism, playing the blaming game, right? What else does an alcoholic and a narcissist have in common? Placing loved ones or primary source suppliers last on the priority list. Okay, manipulative in order to obtain the drink and or in order to obtain narcissistic supply. You see how all of this ties into controlling and dominating the relationship at the expense of others? So a lot of narcissists or those who have a narcissistic personality, sometimes their behavior is that of one who has problems drinking. Okay, this is, and I'm bringing this up because we are at that time of the year where, you know, sometimes people may, you know, I'm not judging, but, you know, they may, they may be on that sauce a little bit too much. Okay, <laughs> I'll put it like that. Okay, so not, when you're talking about the narcissistic personality, addiction to the chase, in other words, cat and mouse games, is something you're often going to see. But this is something you also see in those who have problems drinking or those who have uh, show signs of alcoholism. Okay, so when you look at the narcissist, what does that look like, right? They're starting to prey upon others. They're starting to have predatory means to what? Obtain their objectives, which is to control or obtain source supply by way of controlling others. So narcissistic personality, they may prey upon others for sport in order to indulge in his or her addiction. That also sounds like those who may be experiencing alcoholism, okay? Or they are uh, problem drinkers, okay? So uh, I bring this up because... There are some people who are surprised to find that they weren't dealing necessarily with someone who just had an alcohol problem or who was an alcoholic or they were dealing with narcissism. Pardon me. They were dealing with alcoholism. They were dealing with narcissism. Some people are blown away by that. They find out later that they were not dealing with someone who is just a problem drinker. They were dealing with someone who had a narcissistic personality or a cluster B personality with maligning narcissistic traits. Maligning traits that are over the top and not only harm the self, but others around him or her. The clinical narcissism, pathological narcissism, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so there are people who are blown away to find later down the line that they weren't dealing with someone who was just using substances 
or had a had a substance abuse issue, they were dealing with a person who had narcissistic traits. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast about the co-occurring symptoms. That's what I was talking about. Sometimes we think we're dealing with a, somebody who has an alcoholic problem, but we're dealing with a instead we're dealing with a person who has a narcissistic problem, or they have a narcissistic personality, or they have another uh, cluster B personality type, such as a borderline personality, a histrionic personality, or an antisocial personality. These things can cause people to go into a, sometimes to go into a rage themselves because they're angry about everything they've gone through. The emotions may be raw. They may feel a sense of violation, betrayal, right? Trust being violated. All this time, they're thinking that they were dealing with someone who had one issue, but they had another. This goes right back to how a person such as a person who has a narcissist personality can try and control and dominate the relationship because think about how everyone may be consumed by the narcissist the narcissist is the weakest link they're 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 having issues they they see themselves as a victim so therefore they're not taking responsibility for how they're showing up in the relationship, how they're feeling, what they're feeling. They're not taking any responsibility. They're not holding themselves accountable. Who does that also sound like? Or what does that also sound like? Signs of alcoholism. Not taking responsibility. What is that saying? The first step to resolving an issue is to admit that there's a problem. Admit that you have a problem. Narcissists don't admit that they have a problem. So they like to stay in control. It's about the control, not the connection. Other people may be uh, trying to figure out why the narcissists do what they do or why do they they not seem to want to connect? Why do they not feel? Why do they not? There, You know, the narcissist seems to be the, in the center of everybody's mind, in the center of everybody's life. You see how the narcissist just takes up so much energy Everybody's trying to circle around them, trying to figure them out, trying to make sure they're comfortable, trying to fluff, fluff, fluff them up, right? <laughs> fluff them up, puff them up, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> but I think you guys and gals are starting to see the picture here, how the narcissist tends to definitely dominate the relationships that they're in. But that's part of what they're about. That's part of what they're looking for. They're looking to control, not to connect to anyone. When we look into DSM-5, one of the traits of narcissistic personality is a lack of empathy. Okay, a lack of empathy. So that's a person who may have a problem with what? Emotions or being emotionally balanced or healthy. So when they're dealing with other individuals like you or I or someone else that may be in the narcissist relationship, see, we're more than likely interested in the connection. Therefore, we're coming from the heart. So when we go to the head and we're trying to figure out what is impossible to figure out, which is the crazy making, the drama, the karma of it all, right? The narcissist relationship is full of drama and karma consequences that may be hard hitting and heavy energetically and spiritually mentally but when a person loves the narcissist and cares about the narcissist and they go from they they shift from the the heart to the head see that's where mental instability can 
come in and a person is in danger of perhaps suffering from some sort of mental uh, instability or impairment. Why? Because they love someone who is emotionally imbalanced and don't want to connect. And they haven't figured that out. Not because they're stupid or dumb. No, because a person who's into the connection and they're dealing with someone who's into the control, then he or she who's into the connection, they may try to figure out the crazy making. The crazy making is designed and is is impossible for people to figure it out. But when a person attempts to figure it out, they may be in danger of experiencing or being actually diagnosed with a mental impairment or instability. Okay, whereas the narcissist, if they went to a doctor, their chief complaint would be emotional instability. They show signs of mental instability, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, when you're dealing with a person who is in the head, in other words, they're trying to control, and you're in the heart, you're about the connection, you see how that can be crazy-making? So I wanted to point that out because narcissists are often about the control, not the connection. And sometimes when we're in the thick of the relationship, this may not be as apparent. It may not be as clear that this is what's going on, that dance of change and control. Okay, I want you guys to stay tuned for more on this topic. But in the meantime, I want you to go ahead and just make sure you're taking care of yourself and each other. Until next time, stay tuned for more episodes. The second part of this episode is coming up. Thank you guys and gals so much.